Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Let's Get Lost, a Let's Get Critical Critical podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Jesse. And I'm A. I'm Andreas. And we are here today to talk all about Season 3, Episode 17, Catch 22. Mm-hmm. As usual, before we get into the episode, we do have our traditional housekeeping things to go over with you. Uh, so we appreciate your listenership very, very much. Uh, old listeners, new listeners, everything in between, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please continue to send us your questions, your comments, your theories, your predictions, all that good stuff. Uh, we love to discuss what you send us in the episodes. So uh, the best way to reach out to us, if you haven't done so yet, is via social media, uh, Instagram in particular, the information for which is in the episode description. Uh, so please uh, head over there to Instagram and follow us and send us your questions via direct message is the best way. You can post in the comments, but please keep in mind, we do have some listeners who are along for the ride that have never watched the show before. So we do ask you to keep spoilers out of your comments if you choose to post in the comments. Um, other than that, uh, definitely we appreciate downloads, subscriptions, follows of the show on all of the podcast platforms. Uh, as well as ratings and reviews. It really helps us to grow our listener base when you submit those ratings and submit those reviews. Uh, we love hearing from you and we do incorporate your feedback as much as possible. So um, if you have feedback for us, please don't be shy to submit a review, um, a rating, or even just a, a comment on Instagram about something you'd like to see us try or something you'd like to see us stop doing, whatever the case may be. Uh, other than that, I think the only other things I wanted to mention we are working on re-releasing Expose, uh, episode 14. We know that there's some sound issues with that one. Um, we've had a, a bit of a crazy scheduling week, so that'll come and we will post once that's there and, and ready for you to review. Um, and then the other thing is that for episodes, so you'll get set episodes 17 and 18 on a normal release schedule, uh, a relatively normal release schedule. But then we're actually going to release three episodes in one week. Uh, we're going to do 19, 20, and 21 all in one week. Um, and to be determined how we're going to kind of divide that up for release dates. But just know that you're going to get all three of those in one week so that we can cover the finale um, as one episode the following week. Uh, it's a two-episode finale plus, you know, if you've listened to our show long enough, you know that our finale episodes on the show go a while so um we just wanted to to break things up that way because we thought it would be easiest so stay tuned for all of that we are getting close to the end of season three yep uh it's really down to crunch time so uh i'm excited to to we're at the halfway point right so yes. uh, you know it it literally is all downhill from here yeah well uh i we shall see um <laughs> Is there any housekeeping stuff that I miss before we get into the episode? Uh, no. Uh, and again, thanks for bearing with me on uh, expose. Partially my fault. I got rid of stuff, so I have to cut it on my own, and it's a whole thing. But we'll make it work. And uh, again, thank you guys always for for being flexible with us and uh, and always for checking us out. So uh, luckily, expose is a interesting episode, but it's not. It's a good one for there to have been an issue with it. Yes, I would agree. Uh, so, I would definitely agree with that. So, If you uh, haven't, uh, well, I assume if you're listening to this, then you have already moved forward with episodes 15 and 16. But 
if by some miracle you're hearing this and you've decided to hold off because you haven't heard expose yet, you really don't need to just go ahead and move on. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just uh, just bounce past it, and you can go back to it if you if you really feel the need. <laughs> Absolutely, we encourage it. Well, without further ado, let's get into uh, breaking down Catch Twenty Two. Yeah. So this is, of course, the seventeenth episode of the third season. And it aired on April 18th of 2007. The episode received 12.08 million American viewers. And then as far as a brief summary, in case it's been a while since you've watched it, uh, this is the episode in which we, or an episode in which we receive flashbacks of Desmond's character. Uh, Specifically, he sees that someone is coming to the island and that perhaps Charlie may have to die in service of that person coming to the island. Uh, that is what he sees. And then on the island, um, or sorry, uh, that is what's happening on the island. In the flashbacks, we see how uh, Desmond met Penny, uh, mm-hmm. as well as his time in a monastery as a monk. Yep. So... Every week, I force Andreas to guess where he believes that this episode will have been ranked uh, by the IGN staff, uh, who have kindly ranked all 113 episodes of Lost in a wonderful uh, article titled Ranking Every Episode of Lost. And Andreas, uh, you know, sometimes you get it, sometimes you get close, sometimes you're really far off. Uh, (laughs) Where do you think that Catch-22 was rated by the lovely IGN staff? Um... Yeah, this one's tough. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I really liked the episode, so I'm going to go with my gut. And let's say the 20s. Man, I would tend to agree with you, but they didn't like it as much as we did. Oh. Uh, they put it at 72. 72? Well, you know, it's not a guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't really read um, uh, what they have to say much i can read i can read one thing that i actually didn't notice which i feel kind of embarrassed because i'm like dang if it was really that bad i'm really embarrassed that i didn't notice it but they said we get arguably what is desmond's worst wig when we flash back to his stint as a monk worst wig wig w-i-g did you feel like his hair was distracting i mean no more than it normally is. <laughs> I didn't notice it. Like, it didn't stand out to me at all. It's like Desmond's wigs. Is this something that I, I've never thought about? I mean, his hair, that's like a thing, right? But. I, yeah, I didn't. There was nothing about his hair that distracted well, me. We, or... Well, if only, oh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's Google this, Jesse. Uh, Desmond's wig. Uh... In Catch-22? Yeah. Uh, you know, the girl, wow, I'm just getting a lot of thing. last clutch 22. Yeah, here we go. Uh, lost ultimately, oh, I can't, uh, really talk about these things out loud. <laughs> really glad I caught myself. This is great content, uh, by the way. Uh, so... I mean, uh, I guess... I'm, like, trying to read this article about it. I think that there's... Something about his hair. Wait, I can just control F, can't I? 
No. I uh, listeners let us know. I mean, I didn't, yeah, it didn't know. bother. It didn't distract me. I didn't, didn't think of it as a wig, me. frankly. Like I, I wasn't looking at it and going like, Oh my God, he's wearing a wig. There have definitely been episodes of loss where people are wearing wigs and it's like really, really distracting. Um, this was not one of those for me. Personally. No, I would, I would definitely agree. There's, there's nothing about, um, there's nothing about it in particular that I you know, would would ever stick out to me as like being weird um, from that front. Uh, no. No. Um. Well, let's get into it. Outside of the wig, um, we okay. it sounds like both enjoyed the episode. Um, yeah. We, what do you want to talk, cover first? You want to cover flashbacks or on island stuff? Uh, let's cover the flashbacks first. I think. All right. So we find out that Desmond was married, or sorry, not married. Um, engaged, engaged, and called off the wedding a week before. Uh, well, called off is a little bit ge- generous. He bailed. Uh, he okay, you're right. He disappeared. Yeah. Um, which I did find myself wondering during that flashback how Ruth found out that he was in the monastery. Like it, it like sounds yeah, like he just like went out? there. How did she even know he was there? I don't know. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. That's a good question. Um, Listeners, if you know. Yeah. I. Uh, but otherwise, the obviously, the big uh, takeaway is that this is how he met Penny. Is this how leaving he the monastery. And I have to mm-hmm. say, I love that scene. Oh, yeah. It's a great scene. It's uh, so great. Yeah, I really liked this. And again, I feel like it gave us something that we, we didn't really know before. And I actually liked kind of how it was put together. Um, there is something a little bit about, right? Like Desmond kind of like, I, I just also, I really liked his ex. Because <laughs> uh, I thought she, she was just like, no, like I'm not buying this, whatever this is. Uh, and so I really appreciated that and his kind of inability to grapple with that. Um, and then kind of flash forward and then, you know, I, I, I thought the parallels worked, uh, you know, really well with him trying to balance it and both, um, but then in the future, right, what to believe, what not to believe, right, trying to be introspective or whatnot, clearly he's had struggles with that in the past. So, um, yeah, I thought that it, it really balanced a lot of that stuff well and that there were a lot of neat ideas, um, and a lot of the flashbacks and I thought the idea of the monastery was really interesting um right like the vow of silence and getting like challenged on that and um i thought it was funny that they kept being like i didn't know you could get player <laughs> i love that that was so funny when yeah. she was like laughing at him yeah. i was like well, this I mean, is so yeah. hilarious yeah exactly i mean yeah can you get fired as a monk i guess you guess you and can. i just i just love i love her boldness in the moment where she says mm-hmm. that you know you wouldn't be coming to carlisle with me and he's like i didn't agree and she's like not yet i just <laughs> i love it i love it so much it's just great it's a great yeah. meet cute for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah i agree with you that it does actually give us something significantly new about desmond's character like we didn't know how these two met we didn't know how long they'd been together we didn't know that he was in a monastery and we didn't know that he has this pattern of kind of running from things right yeah i mean he ultimately does that with penny which we already know and he admits in this episode that he you know is this i don't want to think this is the episode right where he says i'm a coward yeah and it's interesting because it's like 
you'd think that from the whole Ruth experience, he would have learned that the running is not great. Um, but he doesn't learn that. And he ultimately, for different reasons, but ultimately does the same thing by yeah. running away from Penny. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then I think, right, then we're, we're, I also think that this episode was really nice because um, we've also seen some growth from him on that. He didn't run away. Like, he went and, right, turned the key. Um, he's not necessarily running away from this. He's trying to, he can't really understand. I think, like, that's his issue right now. It's less him being afraid of confronting it or dealing with it or whatever. It's just that he can't really understand it. So, like, what is there even to do besides to be kind of reactive to whatever's going on? Yeah. I mean, he is a little hard-headed and controlling, but, again, I think that it's, it's like, in these circumstances, the way he's externalizing his behavior, it's, like, a lot more reasonable than in the things that we're getting in, like, the flashbacks. And, again, I think that that was really cool to see some of that. Um, it's growth, but still him, right? But still showing that, like, he has, like, he's still kind of trying to figure things out, right? He maybe is real. He's you know, gained he's on the right stuff. path. Yeah, he's on the right path. Exactly. I, I love what you're saying. And and there's still some stuff to figure out, and and who knows where this is going. But as of right now, I think he's he's doing the best that he could possibly do with the cards that he has. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that that's a that's a, a notable uh, change for Desmond. One of the things that I this episode also made me think about that we've kind of talked about in the past, but it was really clear to me in this episode in a way that I don't think it's been as clear before. I think we've talked a lot about this with Kate's character with the yeah. running, right? And how she's always running from something. Yeah. And that's like kind of the theme of her flashbacks. And that's kind mm-hmm. of annoyed us before. It's become repetitive, whatever. Um, but in this episode, I kind of realized that in a way, um, it's it's different for everyone, but in a way almost all of these characters that we've seen are running from something, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're running from their past or they're running from a really nasty situation that they want nothing to do with anymore, right? Like Sun is running from from Jin when she first gets to the island. Um, Kate, we've already covered with the running. Sawyer is running from his past. Uh, Jack is, is running from the memory of his father essentially and the ways that that haunts him and everybody's running and it is interesting that um the island makes everybody stay right like that's yeah. the whole premise is that you can't get off the island mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hard as they've tried hard as they want to they're they haven't been able to do that thus far um and it, to me for some reason with that with with desmond's flashbacks and the parallels to the on island stuff that has never been more clear to me than it was in this episode that um, the mechanism, at least right now in the show by which the Island is forcing these people to grow is by forcing them to stay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I really actually really like that. I like you. That's a, that's a really good way to pick up on that. On um, this idea of, yeah, it's keeping that it's keep, it's like stopping them from, yeah. from being able to do that. Um, and it's, isolating them right and so then you're forced to deal with the things that you've got to deal with to, to um, regardless really of how they manifest silly yeah. comparison to yeah. give an extremely silly comparison it reminds me of what um people say when about their experience on reality tv yeah right where it's like they go on these shows like the bachelor or the bachelorette is the best that's really 
the only reality TV show I watch or have watched with some regularity, but these people who get off this show will talk about how it was like a very isolating experience, except for the people that you bond with, which are the people that you're on the show with, right? Um, and that you're forced to grow, like you're forced to face your own shit, basically. A mm-hmm. lot of them will talk about how after the show was, they did, they went to therapy, <laughs> did a lot of growing because it's like, you're put into a situation where you're ultimately faced with your biggest weaknesses and you have no choice but to either blow up on national television because of those weaknesses to rein them in and realize what kind of weaknesses they are. Um, or in the least likely scenario, you already know your weaknesses and you came in prepared to, to deal with them. But that's hence why reality TV is interesting because most people are not in that position. Yeah. Um, so anyways, dumb comparison, but that's what it reminds me of. Well, no, definitely. I think it's right the, the, the same kind of idea, which is why you're getting kind of some of the same kind of artifacts, right? Yeah, these, like over dramatic moments, these people kind of... Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that that's all, I think, um, you know, a big part of, of, of what's going on for sure. Uh, and yeah, it's, an, you know, I think we're starting to, to put, you know, some of these pieces together about... Um, you know, all right, everyone here is running from something. Everyone here has something that, right, has really trauma. Trauma is not true, I think, for all of them, but you write something. A lot of them, Kind of effect, right? Um, And uh, clearly, I think it's it's feeling like it's the people are there to kind of work on that, right? And I think that that's kind of what we've seen. I think this episode was one of the first times where we're starting to see that kind of directly um, kind of mapped out for us and seeing how, how a character's trans trajectory kind of goes through. Yep. Um, okay. Well, I think anything else flashback wise or should we move to Island? I think we should move to Island. So. Okay. So let's just go ahead and <laughs> get the Kate stuff out of the way because Kate, Kate, Kate like, continues yeah. to just, suck yes as a human being yes i mean she just just i don't know you know at this point kate it's like i i don't know what to do for you (laughs) it is what it is like it's so frustrating like i felt so bad i actually felt bad for her at first like in the moment when she was like not bad for her not pity like she she made her grave like she dug her grave and now she's you know she made her bed now she has to sleep in it kind of thing um but i did have empathy for her in the moment where she's talking to jack right she's like really trying to connect with him and then she looks over and sees him with juliet it like takes you back to when you're in like you know high early high school or and you like like someone you see them with the person they like and they don't like you right it like brought all those emotions back for me like I was like oh I feel so bad for her we've all been in that position before and then she goes and sleeps with Sawyer and I'm like that is so shitty to Sawyer who actually really likes you like yeah Sawyer doesn't have a great way of showing it we can get into that and uh, yes there's issues there Sawyer's not blameless but yeah. But he is trying here, right? He gets her the Phil Collins mixtape. Like, that was pretty <laughs> cute, actually. And there was a reference to Bernard in that moment. So yep. Bernard is alive on the island. He's here. And Sawyer He's stole his Phil Collins mixtape, <laughs> which was very funny. Um, I thought course. that that... Well, I thought that that scene with uh, Sawyer and Kate when um, he kind of approaches her and he's like, well, you know, he walks in on her when she doesn't consent yes. that. That's aggressive. But, you know, we, we but that aside, um, you know, I actually thought 
this was one of the few times like he's actually being kind of being assertive and transparent about what yeah. he wants. He wants to hang out with Kate and be with Kate. Um, yeah, and, he's clear about that. Yeah, and so Kate, you're clearly turning him down. So like, again, like you're you're just manipulating his emotions. Well, and then when he calls her out for it yeah. later, right? She won't even admit it. No, like she won't even admit it. At least admit it at that point that yeah, yeah, you did go to him because you were emotionally distraught over seeing. Exactly. Like, what are you? What game are you trying to play here? Like, yeah. all it does is make you look horrible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, it's so annoying. It's really annoying, uh, and it's like so. And then it's like, well, why doesn't Jack like me? And it's like, well, I, why would he think that you liked him? <laughs> he has no reason to think that. Well, and even if he did think that, it's like at a certain point, this is not attractive behavior, right? Like this no. is like a big like ick of yeah. your playing games. Like yeah. that's just not like Jack hasn't been upfront with Kate about how he feels in the past, but he hasn't been playing games. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's like the biggest thing, right? But both, I think, Jack and Sawyer, right, are, aren't great at voicing <laughs> yeah. their feelings, um, but... Um, they at least like haven't like done anything else, right? And then just like denied it, uh, or like you know, I don't not denied it, but like tried to act like it didn't matter, like try to, I don't know, it's just it's Kate, or as you said, like just like be manipulative with their feelings or not transparent. It's like they're not doing that, like I don't know, I, I just it's, totally agree that she is. She's just a big mess right now. And the ick, that's like the thing, right? And that's what you're doing to Jack. Yeah. Um, and she's spiraling out of control about it. I'm sorry, Kate. Stuff, um, stuff out here. One of the other things that I thought was interesting was that I jotted something down and a listener also made a comment about something that we were we had similar experiences. Uh, so a listener wrote in, what is it about that theme of the, of the two guys that don't get along starting to like each other that is so appealing? Do you also find yourself happy to see Jack and Sawyer being buddies? And it's funny because I wrote down in my notes before I had read that comment from our listener, I had written down that the ping pong scene makes me think Kate was the problem all along, right? Like that it, 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 she's playing games and yeah. these two guys are in the middle of these games. They don't really actually have beef with each other. I mean, they do from there's the, there's the beginning the very early season one where where Saeed tortures Sawyer, right? That, But that part, I think we've grown past, I think the two of them would have pretty quickly grown past that if it wasn't for Kate, right? Yeah. Like, I think Sawyer realized that he was acting horribly by not just giving the inhaler to Shannon, right? I think he has, has came to terms with that pretty quickly. That, well, that I think was, he... He knows that that's a potential consequence of doing the things that he did. He he was kind of bringing it upon himself, and he, he was, was aware of, and I, he was aware of that. Like in the moment, he was making and decisions and saying things to antagonize that out of out of those people. Whether or not he actually believed they would fall through with it, I guess, is, or whether or not he deserved it's, it. It's clear, right? Is, like, and he's different. like, and he yeah, that's like one of his things that he's trying to work on, trying to work out. He thinks he should be punished. He thinks he's a terrible horrible right, person. Right. So then it's like, it's like, um, uh, you know, like uh, he's he's just manifesting it really. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. It's like uh, the person who is is 
hate is so mad at themselves they go and get in a fist fight just to get their ass kicked because yeah, it's like it exactly. feels good to be in pain it's like masochism yeah. in a way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know absolutely for, yeah it's yeah it's a little masochistic and, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that's what i was looking for there you earlier go. right uh and so it's like oh i'm a terrible person who does terrible things and so terrible things should happen to me and that's really something that sawyer's trying to like People are like trying to get him to realize that that his that his like functional assumption about how the world should yeah. operate, uh, and he's been been challenged with that to to, to some extent, um, and so, anyways, to your point, because of that, I don't think Sawyer held held that against Saeed and Jack like in a way Not that was long. like super. Like I, I don't think he thought it said anything about them as like people or like them as like right. He thought that that was just gonna be well. Again, I think he was kind of in on it uh, to a, to a certain degree. Obviously, he made him mad, but he wanted to be mad at them, so he used he he egged that on so he could have that excuse. Um, so I don't think it actually like caused a rupture again in like their actual relationship. It was like functional for the dynamics of the group, and as you said, there were other external influences. <laughs> going on that also kind of antagonized that and so it's like yeah they actually don't have any reason to be opposed to one another they're gonna have a lot of the same shared goals and outcomes and like you know uh and so that's the only one that's a conflict so why are you like letting that run everything else (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and it it was nice this was nice i think to the listener's point I, I guess I don't I don't know how to answer like broadly why that because that is true that is kind of like a trope that feels really nice when it happens yeah um for women too but I think more so for men I think um in in media it's more fulfilling sometimes with men and I I think that has to do with the fact that anytime men are vulnerable on TV yeah. it's a nice thing to see because you don't you know stereotypes are are such that. Uh, especially in in older shows and and older movies that's that is not a thing right so when you see it when there's a level of vulnerability like oh this guy doesn't like me or I don't like him but we're gonna try to bond you know it's like it's not quite as fulfilling when you see it with female characters because like we're used to seeing female characters be vulnerable and emotional and sometimes to a detriment right like that's too over the top and stereotypical in in a harmful way um but so I think that's part of it. But in this specific instance, I think the reason it's so satisfying is because it is such a significant step in the right direction for Sawyer. Yeah. Like he initiates it, right? He goes to Jack and is like, do you want to play ping pong? Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's really nice. And he isn't, no. he doesn't bring up Kate, no, right? No. Jack makes the offhanded comment like, oh, it's funny. Kate said the same thing. He, it's not like Sawyer was doing yeah. that to talk about Kate and try to get information, right? He mm-hmm. had asked Kate specifically, like, does Jack know about the fact that we slept together? Like, I feel like he was concerned that that was going to make Jack upset with him and he didn't want mm-hmm. Jack to be upset with him. Okay. There was just like a, a level of yeah. vulnerability from Sawyer in the decisions that he makes around how he's going to interact with Jack's character. Definitely. And again, there's a level of vulnerability that he has with Kate. I Again, I think that we see a lot of growth from Sawyer in this episode. He, Makes it clear to Kate what he wants, which is to again hang out with her. Yeah. Um, and then, as you said, he clearly doesn't want Jack to be very to be mad at him. Uh, and so he's like trying to like communicate that and be like, "Hey, like we're cool. I want us to know that yeah. we're cool." And even like for Jack, right? He's he's a little more, you know, he's he's Jack, uh, and so he's being a little upfront about it. 
but he's like able to like engage with it right and so it's yeah there's a certain amount of like okay the the feelings are what the feelings are but like again like we're cool like it's fine Um, I think that it's almost like you're seeing Jack realize in this moment or at least in the last couple of of episodes that this is not Sawyer's fault like Mm -hmm. what's happening is being driven by Kate exclusively yeah she's the one that's causing this disconnect and it's like you can see Jack coming to that realization almost in some way where mm-hmm. he's like, mm-hmm. look, yeah, these two slept together, but I'm not, she wasn't my girlfriend. It's not like I can be mad at Sawyer for sleeping with my girlfriend. No, That's not what happened. No, of course like, not. And also, yeah, he clearly has feelings for her and she's clearly been like doing something with that. Right. Yeah. And so that's not, that's not on Jack, obviously. No. no. <laughs> and so Jack's like, yeah, yeah, he has no reason to be mad at me either. So like, yeah, why are we? And I yeah. could see people being a little bit annoyed by the fact that Jack has to have Juliet in order to come to that realization. But I also feel like that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Like sometimes. in real life, that's kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you you move on to someone else and then it's kind of like, okay, uh, it's easier to move on when you found something that you think is a more, <laughs> is a better option or a, yeah. more, a healthier option or whatever the case may be. And I think that that's what Jack sees in Juliet so it's a lot easier for him to walk away from Kate take Juliet out of the equation I think Jack would still be having a hard time with some of this Mm -hmm. um but I don't think that that's unrealistic is my point I think that's kind of how the real world works with people sometimes yeah no absolutely uh definitely it's just kind of how that happens um and I also think that one of the other things that I think is really unique about the circumstance to what you were saying and kind of in response to the listener question, which I thought was a a really good question. I'm really glad that they wrote about this because there's a a lot to talk about here. Um, But another thing is that not only is it right, it's different because we don't get those, you know, stereotypes, but a really interesting nuanced thing is that we are still really examining. I mean, we are kind of right. These are some like tropey kind of behaviors for men. Um, and it's like realistic in some sense, like how do men communicate? Absolutely. It's not necessarily that directly or that overtly or that, right? It's a, it's different. And um, to These be able to it's kind not of ping pong, it's video games. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's video games. It's whatever, right? It, yep. Whatever it so happens to be. Um, and that's just kind of how that is communicated. And when men are vulnerable, so even to be able to just see those moments and like really what that looks like and what that feels like. I, again, I think that that was um, a really interesting way. Cause it's like, they could, you know, theoretically sit down and have like a better conversation about it. They actually probably would learn a lot if they did that. Um, they would get a lot of information. I think both of them would think was important to have. Um, and so, uh, but they're kind of stereotypical men, right. And they're not really able to, their feelings get just too much in the way and they're not able to really know how to discuss it. Uh, and so this is kind of how it comes out. And this is kind of seeing that glimpses of like them breaking through that, right? And being able to actually communicate and yeah, be one-on-one with each other. So again, I, I, I to your point, Jesse, um, yeah, I think that this is just a, it, it's a, you know, that's why it feels, I think, really satisfying in, um, in that sense too. Yeah. Um. And th- I think this is another, t- just to a broader point about this episode, you know, we, we mentioned that we liked it. I think this is a good example of an episode where the 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 B plot is is really great. Yeah. You know, like this I matters. Really this has yeah. this has substance yeah. to it. What's There's a going lot going on, on here. here. Yeah. And some of it's maybe a little 
tacky in its execution, you might say. Um, but there's a lot of interesting things. I mean, we've been rambling for 33 minutes about this. Yeah. So, uh, right, clearly there's 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 a lot going on here. Um, and I so I really agree. The the B and C plots, right? Every I mean, everything we're, we're, you know we get going on with um, Desmond, which we haven't touched on uh, as well. Um, there's a lot happening there. So it's like every function, right? Um, right, we were getting something different, right? We were learning some new things. We were getting some new insights into some characters. We were thinking about characters like holistically. Like I, again, there was just a lot in this episode. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, for for all these reasons. So yep. And, so let's talk about the, you mentioned we've, we've got one last uh, kind of topic to, to discuss, and it's really the, the Desmond, Charlie, Hurley, Jin venture uh, to go and, and essentially make Desmond's visions a reality, for lack of a better phrase. Um, it wasn't great to see Desmond in this light. I didn't love, um, you know, I, I didn't love him being so dishonest with Charlie. Um, yeah. And I think at first I was like, well, is it a greater good type of situation where he's like, look, this is rescue and like rescue is going to be better for more people. Like, yes, we should try to save Charlie, but if we can't, like, is it better that, you know, X amount of people are rescued because of this situation, like if this becomes a reality. Um, but I don't think that's what it was. I think as the episode progresses, it becomes very clear that this is about him wanting to find Penny. He believes that this is yeah. Penny and he was going to do whatever he can to reunite with her. Now, I'm not here to judge that if I was him and it was my husband. Like, I'm not here to say I wouldn't move mountains to get to my husband in a situation like this. But my point is that it's hard to see Desmond in that light because I think we're so used to seeing him be a pretty nice guy He's been so good to Charlie up until this point, and it's hard to see him acting in a way that's pretty, I mean, straight up deceitful. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for, it, it really is, and it's um, it's also a really interesting kind of, um, I, I, it, uh, it, it's interesting to see this theme start to come up with of this idea of like, oh, you know the future, and so you kind of know people's fate, so to speak. So like, what's your, what's the morality then there? Yeah. Right? Are you like supposed to let that person know? Like, is that okay? Is that not okay? Right? If there that means a greater good happens, like, what is that? Like, that's just the way that it goes. You just happen to know that, and so you're just gonna mm -hmm. act like you don't know that, and just keep moving forward. Like, again, I I actually think that that's that's a really hard thing. Plus the added fact that, as you said, it's you know his like you know, his twin flame is, like, soulmate or whatever, right? And so he's, like, I'm gonna, you know, he can't act necessarily rationally in the face of that either. Um, and so it's really hard. And I think that he recognizes it. That's the one thing that I give Desmond a lot of credit for. I think you can kind of see him struggling with that. Like, he knows that he might not be doing the right thing, mm -hmm. but that, of course, he feels like this is the right thing to do, so he's just gonna go through with it. Like, and, like, that's just, like, what the outcome is and like he seems he seems a little he is like haunted by that right i think that they make that kind of clear and uh, how they communicate it so i agree um, and he ultimately does save charlie again he, does, you know, yeah. he, ultimately, he ultimately when does. faced with the moment yeah. of truth he can't he can't let him die like he no. he he doesn't feel like it's his place to know that someone's death is coming and to allow it to happen at yeah. this point in time desmond does not yeah. think that that's his place and yeah. 
that was nice to see. Like, I, I was mm-hmm. glad that he um, saved Charlie, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that Charlie um, was, and I thought he had every right to be as mad as he was at Desmond, to oh, be like, you definitely. knew this was going to happen, and yeah. you didn't tell me. Like, you were going to let me die. You brought me out here to die. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that that was an interesting dynamic that sets up a lot of questions for how things are going to move forward with those characters. And we obviously mm-hmm. can't say anything else about that dynamic, but it, I thought this was a good way to start the conversation about how long is this going to go on for? Like yep. between these two characters, like is Charlie yeah. going to have to just stay with Desmond at all times? Right. Like, yeah. are they going to have to have some kind of agreement about when <laughs> Charlie, I mean, when uh, Desmond has a vision of Charlie dying where he has to tell him like it's, it's, it begs a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. It's 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 really tough. Again, I think exactly how does one navigate this the situation? There doesn't seem to be any yeah. real answer that makes any sense. Um, and so again, I, I think it was really interesting seeing these characters kind of face um some of these questions. Yep. Um, anything else in terms of? the island stuff i mean obviously we have the big the end where they they yeah they see that there's a person that's there yep. and it's not penny it's not penny um, uh but she they had a book with a photo of them in it yep so whew, quite the cliffhanger imagine having to wait a week after that i don't think i would have done well with that <laughs> i really don't i really don't people do um <laughs> The only other question uh, that I have is why was Jin so excited about camping? They, they camp every night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he was really excited to be invited. And that Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a good you know? explanation. He was happy that they wanted him to come. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, like let's go camping with the boys. Like that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. fun. Like that sounds like... And then right. another nice like thing like again just like that's what male bonding is like you know it's so and the ghost um, story part was so good yeah and the ghost story scene that was so funny oh my gosh um, love that scene yeah and i love in like the like pureness of just like you can just everyone knows what those emotions are right so it would like you know uh it's so good um uh anyway so uh i liked this episode a lot so screw you ign <laughs> oh my god um well i do not have anything else uh for the unspoiled section uh and there were no unspoiled segments really because there's no michael so there's no walt count uh there's no cpr and i did not have a nickname no in fact kate kate specifically calls out sawyer and says that she thought he's not supposed to use nicknames but he does call her freckles but that's the only nickname that i noticed yep um okay so if you would like to remain unspoiled it is time for you to get lost. Get lost in. See you later. Sayonara. All right, we're talking spoilies. Um, so. Spoil me. The only thing I think I wanted to say is that this episode does a really excellent job of setting up Charlie's death. Yeah. Um, because it's so, I love what they're doing right now. I love the concept of them realizing very early on and starting already a couple of episodes before it's going to happen to 
show that Charlie is ultimately going to be the one that has to decide that he's going to die because Desmond's not going to let it happen. Like Desmond doesn't have, quote unquote, doesn't have what it takes to let it happen. Like he doesn't. He he shows in this episode that no matter this, the highest possible stake, he thought his soulmate, like you said, was was on the island. He couldn't bring himself yeah. to let Charlie die in service of that. Therefore, in my opinion, there's nothing that Desmond is going to be able to let Charlie yeah. die for. And it's that I think that's what ultimately makes Charlie's death so impactful. Oh, God, Jackie, right? I'm going to cry. I can't even I know. handle this. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's what makes it so impactful. And to see that uh, being set up five episodes ahead of time is, yeah. is, is very cool. No, it's really cool. I've really, I've. it's just been, uh, it's been really ramping up. Uh, and like one thing that was really like, and I just, uh, that was really, really interesting, and I'm so excited to to see how this plays out. Um, was my wife when, uh, like, when the opening scene in this one happens, and it just shows it. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's a, a vision or not. She, like, gasped. She was like, oh. she was like, no way, not right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right not, now? Not right now. Are you're you right. Sure? Not, not right, right now. now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> We all felt that way, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm excited to see how that goes. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That uh, was the only thing I had. We did get one um, interesting listener question that I don't, I don't know. Uh, the question was, and so so remember when the um, uh, they, the red they see the red light and they know it's that someone's coming, but it's before they know that it. I mean, it's Naomi. Naomi is her yeah. name, but it's before they know that it's Naomi who's on the island. They are, one of them says something like, could it be more food? Like, could it be a food drop? Mm. And a listener asked, do we ever find out why there are continued food drops, even though the Dharma Initiative has been dead for many years? Um, so from my understanding is that Dharma is not actually dead. You know, it's it's it evolved into, and I can't remember whatever Penny's dad's fucking company's name that we got the name of in this episode. Uh, actually, uh, we did. Why can't I think of the name of it? Yeah. Oh because, yeah, because of the wine. the wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't so, remember either. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so point well, is, is I, that so? From my understanding, is that they were still using the infrastructure of Dharma to to essentially keep what Ben was doing, right, with, with the others were doing, you know, that's, you know, to, to, to keep that going on. Well, because we know they that just, they Charles... They were just still doing the drops. They were just still doing... They, were, they continued to do some of those things, even though it evolved into being something else. I think you're to, right, because you know, ultimately we know... Ultimately, we, we it's revealed later that Charles Widmore and Ben know each other yeah. very, well. very well. So Charles Widmore knows full well that Ben is on the island. Yes. Uh, he also knows that Desmond is on the island. And yes. Desmond was in the hatch, right? I yes. mean, Desmond was up until, we have to remind ourselves, up until less than a season ago, uh, <laughs> Desmond was the one down there pressing the button. Every day. So I think to some extent there was still... Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's not Dharma as we know it from what the show's given us so far, but there's still people on the island where it would make sense for there to be food dropped on the island. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Charles Widmore doesn't like Ben, but he has no reason. At, why would he want Ben to be dead? All Charles Widmore cares about is getting back to the island. Yes. He doesn't care if Ben's people continue to get food. He, yeah. It's not that he wants them to continue to get food, but he also doesn't 
he's not on a mission to kill them right now. No, no, no. He, and like he's just trying to get back to they, the island. Yeah, and they were like they're clearly doing stuff, right? Like they're bringing Juliet in to do the, this research. Yeah, like they they're they're doing things, and so again, in order to continue to do that stuff. Yeah, you gotta send stuff there frequently. Ben's so. De- Ben's father was Dharma, and that's gonna be revealed in the next couple of. I mean, it's in. I think it's either in season four or early season five, where it's revealed that Ben's dad was in Dharma. So yep. it's not that long ago that Dharma died out. Yeah, exactly. Right, and. And again, died out is kind of like not the right it, word. It's not right? really the right word. No, yeah. Right? Like it's like, or like the right like way to conceptualize it. Ben became the leader and just took things in a completely different direction. But it yes. was still a group of people on the island. Yes. Living there, living trying there. to learn the island, know the island, et cetera. Yes. Yes. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, they weren't using the stations and stuff anymore the way that they were used to, but they were still doing stuff. Yep. Cool. Um, that's all I got. Is there anything uh, else that you wanted to talk about? No, no. I think that, that that's uh, that's pretty much the highlights. Again, I really liked this episode. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, um, we are going to be back next time with season three, episode eighteen, DOC. D O C. I was gonna try to come up with something funny. I think it's funny. You did your best. I did. I tried really hard. Get lost.